and welcome to another Midday Modern Conversation. I'm Beth Bryan, the Learning and Engagement Manager at Hogarth's House, and today I'm joined by Kath Van Aitre and Richard Roberts. Kath and Rich are specialists in printmaking. They are both printing technicians at the London College of Communication, which has deep connections with printmaking as it was formerly known as the London College of Printing, and they both have their own printmaking practices. So welcome, Kath and Rich, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for Thanks having for us. Thanks for inviting us, yes. Yeah. So most people know of Hogarth as a painter, but they're less familiar with the printmaking side to him as an artist. Uh, perhaps they might recognize Beer Street and Jin Lang, two of his most famous prints, but maybe not some of his wider print work. So just kind of just start off with the basics. What is printmaking and how did Hogarth do it? So printmaking is a way of transferring an image from one surface to another using pressure. And there are lots and lots of different types of ways and techniques to do this. Um, Hogarth used a technique called engraving, which comes under the umbrella category of intaglio printmaking. And essentially what it is, is using a carving tool to carve into a sheet of metal and to cut out areas that then get filled with ink, which they get, then get transferred onto paper. I think um, something the viewers uh, would need to understand is that when um, Hogarth was printing, he was, um, his main purpose was to reproduce the image over and over to make it a multiple and at that time it was it was a new technology it was something that you know that, that there was no other ways of reproducing images obviously now uh, there are many ways of reproducing images and and we're in a we're in a digital world so the, the whole uh, context of printmaking has changed dramatically as part of our Heritage Fund redevelopment project at Hogarth's house, we've purchased an intaglio press, and I've heard you use that, that word, Kath, intaglio. We're hoping to use our printing press in some demonstrations and workshops with visitors, but what, what does intaglio mean? Well, that's a really good question. Intaglio is a type of printmaking where the image is made below the surface of the printing plate, so, for example, you could scratch with a needle onto a surface or cut in and carve in, like with an engraving tool, or you could even use acids to make marks. And then once these marks have been made, we can fill them with ink, polish up the surface so that the surface stays really clean and the ink is just held into all these grooves. And then under the pressure of the press, they get squeezed out onto the paper. So, intaglio is an Italian word. It means to incise. So it's just about creating these marks below the surface. Intaglio encompasses all the engraving techniques such as dry point and etching. We are hoping to explore some printmaking techniques um, at Hogarth's house with our press. So what are some popular techniques that we could do today with the press? Um, like I've heard about dry point. Yes, so dry point is one of the most straightforward intaglio techniques that you can use. And it's a physical mark making technique using needles, roulettes, sandpaper, scalpel blades, anything that you can use to scratch the surface or cut into a plate. And at LCC, we use coated card um, or even Tetra Pak as a way of recycling card. Um, but you can use anything. You could use acrylic or metal. 
And we also use specialist etching tools here at LCC. So things like roulettes, which is a little wheel with a pattern in it that gets marked into the plate. But you can use anything. Um, and you can make lots and lots of different marks, depending on the tool you use, how much you scratch into the plate as well. So Hogarth used a technique called cross-hatching, so using lines in different directions to create tone. And there are lots of different ways that you can make marks. You can even use sandpaper to roughen up the cardboard and get different textures as well. So to print the plate, you then um, add ink to the plate and use a piece of cloth called scrim, which massages the ink into all the marks that we make. And then we polish the surface off the plate and then pop a piece of damp paper onto that plate and then pop it through the press and then the ink transfers over and you get your print onto your paper. Okay, so you kind of make your lines, you rub them all in and then when you use the wet paper then it squeezes them out into the same pattern that you've created. Have I got that right? That's correct, yes. And how does um, etching differ from dry point? So etching is a very similar principle, but instead of you physically making the mark, um, we get acid to make the mark for you. So we coat a metal plate in a wax, and then we remove the wax with a needle, so you can get a lot of really fine detail in there, but you can also be quite free with your movements. So with engraving, it can often be quite rigid or linear, the marks, it's quite difficult to physically cut into a plate. Whereas with etching, because you're just removing a very thin layer of wax, you can be quite free with it. And where the wax is removed, the metal is exposed. And then we place that plate into a tray of a weak dilute acid, and then the acid eats away the metal. And where it's eaten away the metal or bites into the metal, that creates a groove that we can then fill up with ink in the same way as we would a dry point plate and then put it through the press. Okay, so dry point and, um, and etching are more similar. We can create some things that are more similar to Hogarth's work in, in a way. Are there any other sorts of types of print, printing, printmaking uh, techniques that we can use with our press uh, at the house that might be very different from Hogarth's work? Yes, there are, Beth. There's, there's um, uh, a couple of really nice techniques that are really fun to do very easy to learn. And the thing with Hogarth, you know, his, his work was very skilled. He had to be a great draftsman. He had to be a great engraver. That takes many years of practice. But some of your, your visitors and viewers of uh, uh, this, they, they might not have those skills. So, you know, they don't need to be excluded from this process. Printing is for everybody, you know? And it's a it's, uh, and I, you know, maybe I'm over-egging this, Beth, but, it, I, you know, I see printmaking as a kind of primordial experience. The earliest humans were printing their hands on cave walls, things like that. So I think there's something in us, all of us, that we, we want to get inky and we want to print something. So I'll, I'll tell you a, a few techniques that were, um, might interest you. The first is called collagraph. Collagraph is where you, um, you find some found materials. I don't know, like uh, anything textured, like say um, a bit of lace or, 
or leaves or anything, anything that has fine lines in it and that's very flat. Uh, you can really rummage around, find anything, you know, and as long as it's got a texture to it, a gauze, you know, anything like that, mm-hmm. you, you glue it to some type of uh, plate, card, a card plate. Then you, um, once, you've, once the glue is dried, you then varnish that plate so it's really brittle and hard. And then just in the same way um, that uh, Kath described the inking of, a, of an etching plate or a dry point plate, you push ink into all the, all the, the marks on your, on your, your collagraph plate. And then you paper on the top and then you put it through the press. And what you get is low, all the, say if you've, if you've um, stuck some leaves onto a plate, um, you're going to find all the veins of the leaves, all this really fine detail is going to come out in the print. And it's very beautiful. And you need absolutely no skill whatsoever, no drafting skill. You know, you just got to have a, you know, a curiosity for these things. That's fantastic because um, we have our garden outside, uh, so we've got loads of materials and textures and things that we can use. It's all about the ephemera. Looking through old drawers, you'll find amazing things, and you ink them up, put them through the press, and then they can look incredible. Fantastic. Another. And there was another one. There is. Um, it's called blind embossing. That's its full title. We, na- we normally, we just refer to it as embossing or debossing. Okay. Okay, so for embossing um, and debossing, there's actually no ink involved, but you are still using the press. And you can get a bit of card, for instance, say one milli- millimeter thick card, um, get a craft knife, uh, I like using a hole punch as well. You can do lots of things. Yeah, anything that that you can cut in size into the card, cut through the card, make holes in the card. Any you know, for any tool that you can find, a needle you could use. You know, a thick needle, maybe like more like a nail actually. You know, anything that you can make um, make holes or marks into the card, and then you put that on the press, you dampen your paper, put it on top, run it through the press, and you can get some really, it gets some really lovely results. And it's all about the shadows and highlights. So when you look at it in the light, that's where it will give you a, a kind of 3D look. Again, no skill needed, but it's super fun to do. Fantastic, because me as a not a skilled printmaker myself, um, I'm, I'm really, I can't wait to start using the press now because I'm a little bit more confident that I don't need any um, this artistic, uh, yeah, uh, expertise that you guys have honed over all of the years. So that helps us uh, get some, you know, people of all ages who are new to printmaking. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. That's right. Beth. All they need is enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. We have that. <laughs> uh, which, which brings me on to actually like, you know, learning uh, printmaking tech techniques um, I, that requires, you know, to get, to get to your level, a lot of skill, a lot of time and training to develop. Um, I'm sure the process has changed over, over all of these hundreds of years. Um, 
we know that Hogarth learned to engrave through an apprenticeship with an engraver, um, and he only completed five of the seven years and was good enough to continue on in a career. But in terms of how, how do people, I guess, learn the craft today, um, apart from taking some courses uh, at Hogarth's house? <laughs> well, there's, there's many ways you can do it. You can go through a kind of... Um, structured learning routes. You could go to evening colleges. There's lots of evening colleges that run uh, printmaking workshops. You could, you know, you could um, go to art and design schools and, you know, uh, like at LCC, all the students, um, printmaking is available, available to them. It doesn't matter what course they're on because they, they realize that um, materiality and making is still really something that's important to the student experience. You know, thinking through making is really important. But also you can, now you can, there's so many, you know, YouTube videos or things like that, just, and you can really do DIY printing, you know, from, everyone knows about sort of potato printing. I mean, I know that's, but you can, you know, there are lots and lots of ways you can learn. Um, Kath, have you got any, any suggestions? Really, just to say that, I guess, here at the college in particular, we really encourage students to come in and just experiment, so to not worry too much about developing a high skill level at the beginning, um, to come in and try everything, to experiment and to explore, try as many different techniques as possible, come and spend time in the rooms, get comfortable in here, get confident. And then if they choose to develop further, then they can. And uh, we will encourage them and support them as much as we can to get them the best results for whatever their projects are. So it's quite project driven and we really, really love to help them with that. Oh, that sounds brilliant. We, we have a very similar, just have a go kind of attitude at the house as well. And you know, yeah, there's creativity in everyone. I think the, the beauty of, um, printmaking and many of these uh, physical processes is that especially in these time where we're spending so much time looking at our screens it's really great to turn our screens off sometimes and to you know and to, to make something to actually physically feel how you know put it through a physical process like printmaking you you it's the joy it can bring, and it it just it it gives you a it gives you a, a sense of well-being and achievement. It's it's not to be uh, understated. There a lot of our students, you know, they they absolutely love it because they're spending so so much time, you know, on you know on digital platforms. It's it's just a breath of fresh air for them to do to do you know some of these more physical techniques to be in the physical to be in the physical world as as i like to say um it's, it's it may be an old technology but if you've never used it before it's a new technology so pr printmaking can really help you to locate your place in the world because it's physical you're touching materials you're having to go through a physical process of moving from one part of the workshop into another, handling things in a specific way. You're really making contact with those materials and with those methods and with those actions. And so you're not just in your 
thinking mind, although you are thinking through making, it's nothing, it's, it's nothing virtual about it. And so it's, it's this tactility that is just so wonderful that really helps, I feel, to really root you in a sense of being part of your environment, which I think is really valuable. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And uh, definitely something that we want people to feel when they um, come and visit us as well, is that sense of place. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. That was absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to start using our printing press at the house. So we, we hope to welcome visitors back to the site soon. Um, you can find more about Hogarth's House at our website, hogarthshouse.org. You can also subscribe to our newsletter or follow us on social media. And we'll be back next month with another Midday Modern Conversation. Uh, but for now, it's thank you very much, Catherine Rich. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for having us. Thank <laughs> you.